Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McEnroy. Joined by Steve Walsh. Hello. Lakeisha McEnroy. Yeah, hashtag more Lakeisha, my uh, lovely wife there. And uh, we've got a f- another guest today. Special, special guest. Delighted to announce the arrival of our daughter. Xavier <laughs> Ocean McEnroy. Emily. Don't even try it, Jack. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing the show. <laughs> We've also got some other local news. Obviously, less relevant than less uh, momentous. Less momentous than the birth of our first child. So that's coming up afterwards. Um, her name is Xavier Emily Ocean McEnroy. Jack just tries to... Oh, I really thought it was Xavier Ocean Emily McEnroy. No, no. I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you the actual story. Her name was always going to be Emily because... What? Yes, she was, Jack. Don't, come <laughs> okay, on, this is before she was even conceived. Okay. Like, we always said... We always said before you we had, met Lakeisha. No, no, no. <laughs> so Jack and I have known each other... A while Past now, October now. Nine Since years? 2003, yeah. Yeah, nine years. And then after the courtship, about a year into it, we... um. Settled on a name. For a no, baby. no, no. We watched we watched the film Amelie. Jack introduced me to films, and we watched the film Amelie. <laughs> to the medium, the first, no, one. No. first one you watched. Yeah, no. <laughs> one, one of the first films we watched actually was the film Amelie, and we really enjoyed it. It was a lovely evening. And just a quick aside, do you know what we went to see on our first date, Steve? Elephant. Time. You know the uh, Gus Van Zandt film oh about, the school, about the school massacre. <laughs> yeah, and that's when Jack tried to kiss I... me whilst watching kids being killed. <laughs> You made a move yeah. in Elephant. Yeah, this is, yeah. I was like, this is really moving, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we could go at any time. No, I didn't say that, obviously. No. How did this guy get married? I don't know. <laughs> it was very good, and we liked the film. And then later on, um, we visited Paris many times. And whilst we were in Paris, we went to the places that were in the film. Oh. We took pictures. We got a photo um, from the... In the in, uh, Did you bring a garden lamp? A garden yes. No, we went to we <laughs> took a right, photo. A garden <laughs> one of the main photos in our home, um, one of our first photos was at the garden like Amelie does, where the man comes. But it was completely different because hers were on strips, but ours was just like yeah. One large. That's the thing. I know I introduced you to films, babe. Maybe I should have explained that they're not. Gosh, they're not all that. completely accurate. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we did that. So the name was pretty much set. It was you know. And then what happened was, over those nine years or eight years, the name just suddenly blew up everywhere you looked, everywhere on TV. Amelie, 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 And more... Babies, you know. And that's what happens. And then now, even so, like in magazines, you know where they usually have like the bag, and you personalise your kid's bag? And it would say the name Jack, and it would say Amy. Now it says Jack and Amelie. And then then I was like to Jack, this name's getting really popular. Was it every time I heard a child called Amelie, it was like, oh. And then one of Jack's friend, family friends had a baby called Amelie and I was like, that's it now. Off, off the table. It's off the point, table. So we had to think of another name. And you went. And there was... Um, Xavier. Xavier. And the, the female had, of uh, Xavier. Xavier, yeah. who's Xavier. Jack's granddad's name. And middle, that was middle because name. Jack's granddad's middle name. And that's because one of Jack's chat, line, chat up lines to me was, my granddad's from Jamaica. So, <laughs> you know, that, not, without that granddad, we may not have little Xavier now. That's the interesting thing for me was, I didn't know Jackie what name was going to be till the baby was born. But a few weeks before Xavier was born, you were watching X-Men First Class and you were quite dismissive of it <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> and then when I heard the baby's name, I was like, well, he's taking something <laughs> from the film, isn't he? He's not dismissing yeah. completely. Was there ever a point where she was going to be called uh, Eric Lencher after the Magneto character? No, no. So that's uh, no. Got... No girls are called Lencher. No, and so there's a reason. 
That's why she was born with more hair than um, she's got lots of hair. So that's why we call her Xavier. That's the female. Yeah, on just to clarify, because the kids had a go at me. On Twitter, I said it was a nod to Zavi, right? The boss of Yeah, that upset me. Why? But, it's uh, tremendous. Yeah, because exactly. it's a nod to Jack's granddad. Like, don't lessen it. It's no, like football. I, I love it lessen it, enhance it. It can still be that, but it can yeah. be that as well. What it is, Lakeisha came to me with the name Xavier. Yeah. And said, uh, what do you think about the name? And I just, like, as normally she was coming up to me and stuff like, what do you think about the name Soleil? Soleil, like, Phoenix. She was trying to push Soleil, like, Phoenix. Sun. Yeah, I liked Phoenix. Phoenix. Phoenix is another X-Men reference. This is, oh, uh, I love that yeah. name before. Beast? That was a, what do you think about Beast? That, that what, about, what about Logan? This was on our <laughs> list of names, like... And I, then I went through a stage, this is before she was even conceived, I went through a stage of like Greek goddesses, Athena, um, Ariadne. But you saying, you coming to me and saying, do you like the name Xavier? I did like it, and part of the reason I liked it is because it sounded like Xavier, so. But you kept that and to yourself. And also we met a virgin megastore which became Xavier, so. Yeah, but you kept that bit to yourself, you were kind Just of like, mean, oh yeah, it's a nice name. And then I said, you know. Your granddad's middle name. Oh, it's really nice. It wasn't until I'd given birth and was like, Ugh, I see this tweet about Zavi. And I was just like, well, I'm not going to tell her she named after a footballer because when I wanted to call my son Emil, you're yeah, like, exactly. no. Exactly. Emil Heskimo. No, Emil was <laughs> no. a nice name. I'm still thinking. No, it's tainted by Emil Heskey. No, it's not tainted by Emil Heskey. Emil, Emil Zola. Anyways. Yeah, over Chelsea. Well. <laughs> anyway, so we've got Xavier now. And Ocean is the other middle name. And Jack. After Jack's Frank Ocean, one of my favourite singers. That's but, the also, but, no, but also, but also, 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 Billy Ocean, who's another great singer. So when the going gets tough, it's Xavier, Emily, Ocean. Mackie but the thing is, Akisha, it's meant to be Xavier Ocean because XO, like you know, my other favourite singer of the weekend. That's his record label was XO. Yeah, Jack. But I went through and the labour. There's also a comic character. Yeah, XO I went through the labour, Jack. So. You didn't. So yeah, that's true. That was uh, it was traumatic. Quite the ordeal. I get to pick. So. Yeah, so that's so why we have a Macumore, obviously, from Jack's Scottish yeah, you ancestors. Chose that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, you Yeah, I was happy that. with your surname. Again, that's that's named after your grandfather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's we have Xavier Emily Ocean Macumore. Um and she's a cracker, isn't she? I know you don't like me finding other meanings, but I did think that X is sort of like the X in South London Hardcore. Yeah, I remember you saying. (laughs) She's kind of, she's almost the newest member of the team, isn't she? Yeah, very much. She's the future. We'll bequeath this podcast to her one day. Mm. What shape will it be in? People are already saying hashtag uh, more Xavier. You know, shout (laughs) out to Rob Pollard and Bob Tall in it up north. (laughs) Oh, she's stirring. She knows the microphone's on. Oh, you're our youngest ever guest. So, (laughs) take that, Jackson and Lamar. Yeah, and she has her South London hardcore baby grow, which I've um, said Jack can make available for other people. Oh, it was it? That's yeah. Because it was designed, and then it was, it was uh, very Zavia. very hastily removed from sale because you wanted it just to be for Xavier, but now you've decided that... Yeah, other people can. If you go to southlondonhardcore.com, click shop, you can buy it. All the South London hardcore t-shirts, more Lakeisha, which is also uh, Lakeisha's hashtag, and our... Uh, you know, other South London hardcore t-shirts. Little shout out, Steve, to Ben, Ben Barlow, Ben Barlow at Ben yeah. Barlow eighty five, the yeah. one person who's bought a South London hardcore t-shirt. Rocking yeah. it as well, just yeah. out there. Uh, Profile pictures. Yeah, Savia got hers for free. It can't fit yet, but it should fit soon because she's a big baby. Nine pound one. Nine pound one. Do you want to talk about the labour, Lakeisha? No thanks. But it was in King's College Hospital, so yeah. it's all very um, which no, ward? South right. London. William uh, Gallet Gillett. No. William Gull. Nah. No. Nah. William Gilliat. <laughs> Yeah. See, Steve was born on William Goal. Different yeah. I think it's a different oh. building, even. Right. It's in the Jubilee Wing. Oh, you're Wooden Kings? Yeah. 
okay. For a moment, I thought me and Zachary were born the same way. Uh, well, same close. hospital. It's going to be. Uh, I mean, you were born closer to her than either of me and Lakeisha. Maybe so they had true. the same equipment. <laughs> yeah, the labour was quite the ordeal, Lakeisha, wasn't it? I you don't want to go into it now. I've discussed my labour on South London hardcore. It was oh, hardcore okay. in South yeah. London. That's there you go. I cried even yeah. before the baby. I was crying during the labour. Jack, I was, we, if you want to know about the labour, go yeah, to Jack. There's a feed. Twitter.com slash Jack McEnroy. At Jack McEnroy. You can get Steve at Vince Wales. The show is at SLHC Podcast. And if you notice that the tweets are continuous, so therefore there were no breaks when I was going through the pain <laughs> or in need of assistance, it was, oh, hang on, hang on, let's see what's going on. And then Jack would get his little phone out. And see, I thought the tweets were says, well, the photographs have brought you across the line. You That's put photos? <laughs> No, he didn't put a Although I was wearing my own Pomeroy t-shirt, maybe he was, picture he up. was. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's weird, you go in with no baby, and then... <laughs> you do, you go in with a baby, it's yeah, inside you. Yeah, but you don't know what she's <laughs> you got to bring your own, they're not going to give Some you people one, don't even know what they're having. We knew we were having a girl, but you don't know, like, what the child would look like when it comes out, and then the baby comes out. And then um, Jack cried. I looked at Jack. It's kind of like the wedding, really. Jack cried. I looked at Jack. Why are you Both very traumatic experiences. Oh, shut up. I was, I was tracking the, the labour basically through your tears. You? Where Jack uh, explained at the moment that Xavier was born, he cried. And then I think you got it together for a bit. For a few moments. About and then seconds. she moved her arms while something was happening. She did table. this kind of like... Just left two arms around. that stretch like she was having a little fight. He's gone again. I'm just like crying again. Then you, you gave yourself enough to ring your mum, didn't you? Oh, you yeah. couldn't actually get through the I phone said, call. Jack, so you had to hand the phone off to Lakeisha. Call your mum, whilst I'm like, you know, there are stages Lakeisha's recovering from labour, but Jack's like, you take the phone, I need to gather that. myself. Labour has three stages. The first stage is the contractions, the second stage is pushing the baby out, the third stage is getting out the stuff that the placenta oh, the and stuff. oh my god! Jack you don't need to discuss that yeah. um, oh Steve <laughs> you didn't eat it. it was like a medicine ball that, that size yeah it was massive it was ridiculous it was in this kidney dish is that what it's called yeah but it was just like twice as high as the dish and they just left it in there it was just this sack full of guts the good thing was it, it wasn't <laughs> pumping you used to live on that side it yeah. used to be your sustenance yeah <laughs> so then you know I was between stages two and three I hadn't finished but I had to console my husband who couldn't speak to his mum on the phone Emotional guy. You made me phone it. You're supposed to at those times. You don't tweet to the world and not announce. I think my favourite tweet relating to this though was when you said, uh, "Just looked at my 13-hour-old daughter and started crying again." Is this my life forever now? <laughs> <laughs> and you do. You can get to a point in it where you sort of go, "This is isn't it?" Because when's it going to stop being wonderful? Isn't it? It's not. I haven't cried since then. And she's like, "Let's oh, see what we can do." Ten days old. Uh, what a beautiful little girl there. Blessed. I think it's been more of a learning curve for Jack, obviously, before Xavier was born. You didn't pick up newborn. to me how. You didn't pick, before Xavier was born, you haven't really picked up newborn no, babies, no, changed quite. nappies. Uh, no, I'd never done either no. of those things. Well, I'd picked up a newborn very briefly, but it's all like, put it on me, get it off me, sort of situation. You know, it's still like a, um, it's still like watching someone in Crystal Maze, watching how he gets it his dress. a lot, I was thinking this yesterday. <laughs> it's exactly like Crystal Maze, where you're trying to like change her nappy and she's not crying. And eventually, like you're trying really hard to get it done. Wipe, and then I'm the person and like saying, 10 seconds, 10 seconds." Yeah. I can More see. importantly, Lakeisha. Do we leave him in there, or do we get? Would you Would off? you spend tokens to get him out? No, you would just leave <laughs> no, him in there. I just because you know. like in the final challenge, you'd be better with that. He's just a he's a lot. He just put all the silvers in, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get. It. I didn't used to watch it. There's a, there's a t-shirt. <laughs> it's 
it's uh, and she's very patient with Jack. She can tell the difference between the changes that we've seen. She's very patient with it me. Should. I do appreciate it. Yeah, she does. She Earlier does. on, when you were putting uh, her baby growing crow on, she was very. Mm. It did seem like they were very yeah, tolerant. She was, so she was sort of just look, but, but she, she was also she was looking up at you, and it was this sort of look of, of love and vaguely pity where she was going. <laughs> yeah, there was, she does clue. give it's a pitiful. Like, and she, she sort of like you know you're like can you just pinch her arm a little bit and she was like. Yeah, uh, give him all the help he can get. You know it's I mean? been nine it's days, Dad. Come and get. It sometimes together. she does look My at me like. My clothing hasn't changed. The same <laughs> vest. It's just a vest, you know. Over the head last. Steve, do you think this would be an acceptable baby girl for me to make for sixty-two point five percent black, one hundred percent hood? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say yes. But at the same time, your wife's got her head in her hands right now. So, Lakeisha, <laughs> this year, me and Steve, we went to Brixton earlier. Mm-hmm. I met him there, and um, Steve was going to buy her Eileen Selassie baby grey. He be- was. He tried to. It's from beautiful. the people on the corner. You know the yeah. people under the bridge, the white lady who's a rasta with the, with the um, sugar cane. Yeah, yeah, her. Yeah, all right. It's not even not even her story. Is it? The guy. She's always there, though. No, but the, I think the, the baby grow stuff is, is oh, someone else. She was oh. like, oh, the guy's just gone. Oh, is that But she, she just takes care of it while uh, he's not there, sort of thing. 18 to 24 months is all they have there. But the thing yeah. is, she might not be Rastafarian by then. No. Steve, are you familiar with the uh, phrase, tech baby met publisher? <laughs> Say no. it properly, Peter. Um, I can, can I guess what the context is? Yeah. Is it making children do things that they wouldn't actually do just for the cameras? Yeah, 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 and like obviously it's, it's, it's debatable. Talk- my grandma, it's a saying my grandma's always said, um, like don't stop, take the baby, make. I can't even say it properly. Stop, <laughs> Jack, stop, you do take it. the baby, make puppet show. <laughs> now it's debatable between me and my mum whether she's saying puppy show, yeah, or crofts, and that's like crofts, crofts <laughs> or, or puppet show. Yeah, but it's the same anyway. It, it's the same principle. It's the same it? principle, but um, you know. My grandma always says it when you know she sees people dressing up babies, putting bows in their hair, and they've not got hair. What's that Halloween? They dress as a bee yeah. and stuff. Like and, um, yeah, so. I mean, you like saying it like that, but I think that's a good reason to have a baby. Nah. And because their name begins with X, I picked up the Malcolm X DVD, put it in our noon leaf next to her to take a picture, just because I'm a loser, and that's the kind of thing <laughs> I do. And the moment that I snapped it, right, Henri Cartier Bresson. You know, the dis- decisive moment and the decisive frame. Boom. She put her hand up in her sleep, right over her eyes. She put her hand up in the black power fist. It was Remarkable. tremendous. Dude. Remarkable child. In that moment, sort of fulfilling and exceeding all my expectations I had for her. <laughs> right, which were? Just that she would be radical. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I prefer she'd be more of like a Martin Luther King type, actually. Malcolm X is a much more interesting oh, story, no, though, too, isn't it? Too, too, too but this thing to go, to go so radical, but then you know, in later years, he becomes more reasonable, doesn't he? As we see in the film, did he? He got killed first, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, and then he killed first, more and then became more reasonable. <laughs> no, uh, you know, there's, that, there's those two key scenes in the film where um, the white girl goes up to him and goes, "What can I do to help the struggle?" And the first time he's like, "Nothing." He just looks at her, absolute. And the second time he's like, you know, more accepting of the fact that. Working with people is better than working against. Oh, so maybe then, that's boom. that's Savia's way. Like you know, she's putting up the sign to you, Jack, thinking there's nothing we can do, white man. <laughs> can't get me dressed in time. <laughs> Where's mummy? <laughs> this white man is part of the trouble. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, at the moment, Xavier only sees you as the oppressor. Yeah. Not as a friend. But, that will come in time, though. She will. She will gain wisdom with her age. Ocean eggs. <laughs> We've had lots of visitors. No, Steve's our first 
visitor that isn't family or a medical professional. Yeah, but we still. I'm not happy about not being classified as a medical professional. A four day first. That license was revoked. (laughs) (laughs) Went to the library. Yeah, first first ever trip to the. the, uh, She went to the archives, and I was so pleased to be on hand. Yeah, first revoked. Picked out a book for her, didn't I? Yeah, good one as well. What did you pick? Oh, it's a good one. Something about stripes. Yeah, lift lift the flaps, animal books. I was like, where's the animal you lift the flap? And there it is. I would have gone for Alex Haley or something, but all right. Christmas is coming. Yeah, I know. We've just realised, you know, usually by this time, Steve came to our Christmas, our house at Christmas, well, towards the end. Yeah. Last year. Remarkably well. And he sees that I make a really big effort. So, it was, it was, uh, it was literally a winter wonderland. Dickensian, wasn't it? Yeah, I really, uh, you know, I make my own decorations. Yeah. I made Jack's stocking. Made my own. Just wonderfully accessorised. You look around the room, every little bit of space. Yeah, it's a lot of soot around the place. No, no that's it's the thing, just, it's not. It's, just, it's uh, very it's small. It's like the inside of a John Lewis catalogue. Yeah, it is. Like it's that. like the Morley's window, isn't it? No, that window's awful. It's just toys and it says Toys? Christmas. Toys in Morley's? It's impossible. <laughs> yeah, this was like 29 years now. They've had a chance to catch up. And this is the first Christmas day, so it's like Yeah, well, I think mm. so. That's what, that's what I believe. Maybe they'll turn a profit. I'm sure someone will tweet that I'm lying. Anyways, it's my Brixton. Hashtag, I believe in the future. <laughs> um, yeah, but... <laughs> the, the fallback in it, it's my Brixton. <laughs> yeah, so I usually make a big effort with um, Christmas decorations, so on and so forth. And I start pretty early, you know, collecting up the magazines from different places or buying I Adore Home and Home Beautiful, seeing what this season's colours are. Um Red. But <laughs> not red, always red. and green are huge. No, it's not green. No? I, I go for the Scandinavian approach so Bloom, it's like Bloom, wick, <laughs> wicker wicker wick. a lot of wicker a lot of craft paper um you know sounds pagan so far isn't it? wicker and uh, craft papers and, <laughs> and you know a certain approach i take i don't really like the garish 80s talking of craft and xavier i uh, saw jack told me about the mobile you made oh yes and i saw it say absolutely beautiful thank you mm. hand stitch clouds with raindrops falling from it. Oh, you just... told Steve about my... Oh, yeah. Life. No, he was blown away by it. Uh... See, people listen, they probably don't know how talented you are, babe. Um, but I only like to make things once. Great. Like, when I had to... Re- That's fair, though, When I had to reproduce the, the wedding, wedding invitations, yeah, yeah. the first one I made... because you're brilliant at it. <laughs> <laughs> the first one I made, I was like, oh, yeah, this is easy. Make it 120 times. You're sick of it. It's yeah, just, yeah. I couldn't, Absolutely. the last one. That's I why just... if you didn't get a thank you card from the wedding, we are sorry, but the kisha gave up. No, I didn't. I gave <laughs> them to you, but you just didn't send them out. The health visit came today. I've got 40. You just left them on the front. Right? <laughs> the health visit I came today. I finished my right? story. Oh, go on then. Anyways, so what I was trying to say about Christmas <laughs> was that usually I make a big effort about Christmas. But this year, it was everyone was like, you know, from last month, they've been saying, what do you want for Christmas and so forth. And I was just thinking, I need to just give birth first. Yeah, yeah. let's get this. December wasn't even on my radar. November the 7th <clears throat> was all I was thinking up to. She didn't come November the 7th, obviously. She came 12, 12 days, days, 12 long days later. 12 days of waiting. And in those days, I'm sure she gained all this weight because they have nothing else to do from the... Um, around 36, 37 weeks, they're, they're babies, they're developed. If, you, if they're born, they're good to go. So from 37 weeks to 41 weeks and five days. Well, this is it. When, when Jack said uh, she's a big baby, I was like, yeah, because she's a week old. She's she come out this is the... like, so she's just had nothing to do. Everything was formed. All she had to do was eat and grow. And all mm. I did was eat. I ate like Jack. It was awful. <laughs> but now she's out. I've gone back to my normal eating habits. It's brilliant. So anyways, as I was saying about Christmas... 
we're not today the health visitor came to visit and she was talking about Christmas and it was just like oh my goodness Christmas is in less than four weeks yeah we haven't got anything hey you've got one thing I know yeah I'm pointing at a baby right now she's uh, not I think as well you don't have to go to work anymore so yeah but I'm not going to like push a pram around going Christmas shopping the health visitor did come to me. Maybe you can do loads of crafts, can't you? Yeah. In the house, that'd be nice. Sorry. Yeah, I could. Jack's got a health visitor. The health visitor came today, right? And she's just, she was here all for like an hour, over an hour. It's ridiculous. I'm not going to mention names or clinics in case she listens. You never know. Well, hopefully. She likes the gossip. Yeah, she just wants, she's asking loads of questions. Some of them are not relevant at all. Others, obviously, they're just concerned about the health of your baby. But um, she says, when you have arguments, uh, how do you resolve them? And I was like, oh, Jack's like, Jack yeah. was like, I said, this, what are you driving at? She goes, do you, you know, do you ever knock her about? <laughs> no. Yeah. So the only the conclusion I come to is that she probably does listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, did she hit you? And we're like, no. So she's, I love the, her base assumption that there's definitely some hitting. It's just a question of determining who's yeah. doing it. Yeah, she was oh, like... Oh, you, you don't hit her. She hit, she hit you then. <laughs> she was like, so what do you do instead? But to be fair, the it's only violence I've ever seen exhibited in this whole uh, family is uh, from this baby that was kicking you yeah. uh, wrong yeah. when she was inside. Yeah. yeah. She, she's the thug, if anything. She's she talking about getting uh, racially abused on the way out of the hospital to keep her? <laughs> if you want to. No, we shouldn't. But it was yeah, you, What was that? It, it cut was... out, obviously. But you, you said something My mum and... Yeah, it was ex- yeah. it was an exchange over a parking space. You know, there were some words exchanged, and it was a, a racial space. comment. Not even a parking space. Well, you know, we parked close, yeah. and my mum was trying to get the car seat in, which is first time yeah, yeah. trying to get one is difficult. So Fifth the time door, is... the door kept slamming on the man's, not kept twice. Yeah, it was only you open it and it hit like... his car door, which sometimes happens. This I getting right up in our it face. It came out. He said, "How many times are you going to?" No, don't, don't. Let's not relive the whole incident. But he's just getting up in our face, and then me and Maxine were going at him. You know, we were going, we were going hard. Like we both got up to him, and I was holding Maxine back a bit. Yeah, because uh, my mum would have done him some racist, damage. Racist then I uh, started just throwing words at him, and then we got in the car. We drove off. Yeah. So welcome to the world, baby. Yeah. This is what it's like nice. for us brown people in the year anymore. <laughs> Steve don't know he's a big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Christmas is coming, right? You know what the perfect gift would be other than a Southland Hardcore t-shirt, Steve? But doing the... Uh... No. The <laughs> first 50 episodes of Southland Hardcore I'm available on a disc. I'm keeping myself quiet. Right, well, let me do my sales pitch, yeah? <laughs> a mere £15. You can get it from my website. Click the PayPal link. <laughs> Lakeisha, let me finish, please. Please, point. That includes episode kidding. 13, Brixton, featuring Lakeisha Russell. McEnroe. So that's 50 episodes for £15. How much is that per episode, Steve? I don't know. Pennies, isn't it? Yeah, mere pennies. Mere pennies. Something you can get for free. It's got a... <laughs> don't tell people they can get it for free. Because <laughs> you might not want to stream it from the website or download it. You might want it on a nice Just, disc. I think, I think, shut up, shut up. I think it's good. I don't think it's good. Yeah, well, they don't buy it. Don't buy it. Do you know, like, in Arrested Development, and the man made that. I'm done. No. And the man <laughs> invested in that. That thing that made donuts or something, but every time you touched it, it yeah, your what, hands. what are they called? The little uh, oh yeah, it's the Mexican thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think this is just as bad. Lovely craft. I, I would I would argue this is closer to uh, Job's album with uh, uh, Franklin. It's not oh, easy yeah. being so. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, I think you need to knock this on Listen. his. He's already bought the CD cases. <laughs> How many did you get? 50. He tried it. You know, like our wedding CD. 
So we're talking like thousands. You're anticipating some for this. Yeah. No, listen, listen. Fifty cases. There are fifty packs of cases. Okay, you just shut up, please. I think it's a bad idea. Fifty cases. I can see Steve is not into it. Fifty cases is. Jack, I think you need to cut your. I know it's not quite a brand. I think you need to cut your losses. We've got lovely craft CD cases, hand printed. Inspired by our wedding CD cases. So that's the first fifty episodes of South London Hardcore. That's hours and hours of stuff. People would love to get it for Christmas. And if you've ever thought, oh, I should support the show, I listen every week and I really want to pay for something, like, just put the money in our pockets, man. We'll happily go out of hands because, you know, trips to the London Wetlife Centre ain't free. Oh, hey, Steve. <laughs> They're not. You know, I can't, I'm not getting Eileen Selassie Baby Goes for nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, if you go Baby to... Baby needs s- new Eileen Selassie Baby <laughs> Exactly. So go to southlondonhardcore.com, uh, click the shop link, and you can pay £15. That includes free postage first 50 episodes. It makes a perfect Christmas gift. If you know someone who likes South London, but don't really understand, oh, what's the internet, what's the podcast, just give them the disc, man. They'll stick it in. Hours of fun on Christmas Day for the whole family. Right, Steve, so we'll move on to some other local news. Lesser local news, should we say. If we can start off with Steve, I picked up um, a Southwark news, right, because our school was in it. Um, some kind of tree planting thing. It's London Orchard Project. It's loads of schools, so by saying that, I'm not giving anything away. But it was in the South London Press, uh, the Southern News. Sorry. So um, did they come into the school's photo? I think we. I think they might have done, or we sent them the photograph. Okay. But Are you in any of the pictures? any of the news I try and get them to put in? They don't do it. But one of the mums <laughs> sort of had a contact there. Suddenly, we're in the Southern News. Anyway, so someone brings it in. What sort of stories do you send them? Like we've got the Indonesian ambassador, the educational attaché coming in. Oh, can't be identified for that because like, how many uh, schools is he going to <laughs> yeah so I ended up with the rest of the newspaper and I just came up with three great headlines Steve right so will you be able to give me news bongs and I'll give you the headlines <laughs> <clears throat> bong hunt for man with giant tennis racket <laughs> bong birthday candles turn out to be fireworks <laughs> Bong. Council plans to adapt homeless shelter to house obese man. <laughs> when when they have uh, Big Bell on the news, I'm pretty sure he doesn't <laughs> crack up <laughs> routinely. Uh, there's not really much else to say beyond the... Uh... Sure, there's loads to say because you can't just sort of go, the police are hunting for a man with a giant tennis racket and not explain why. A man who was last seen brandishing an oversized tennis racket is being hunted by police after he indecently assaulted a woman in the street. He ran up and groped her and he was carrying a three-foot tennis racket at the time. So that's what, that was my question. When he said oversized, I was like, is it a beginner's racket that's like just slightly too big? Or was it like an inflatable thing? Where it's, it's a like, three-foot tennis racket. So it's like a fun-run tennis racket. Oh, and that was on our wedding anniversary. Not me and you, me and Lakeisha. <laughs> uh, so if anyone saw anything, yeah... In Bermondsey, if you saw someone with a, a tennis racket, it's one of those things where you go. It's, and you know, I've got a similar story, where uh, it's just stupid criminality, isn't it? You're definitely gonna. It's gonna make it so much easier for them to go through. Yeah, the CCTV. but if you go up and grope him in the street, you're not the brightest. Not right, you're not, yeah, exactly. You're not. But yeah, council plans to adapt homeless shelter to house obese man. So the whole shelter is going to be. So we're talking about it going from housing maybe eight people to housing one person. Well. Or is it, it just... There's not a lot of details in the story, right? Um, he's got a specially made wheelchair, which is a metre wide, so it doesn't fit through his doorway. Hold on. 
I'm visualising that right now. Well, I can show you a picture of the man with his family, Steve. Right. Which is podcast gold, isn't it? <laughs> right, there's, there's, there's three kids and there's a mum who don't look very happy. But look at look at the guy. He's under a bed cover. There's a photo. He's in the newspaper. He's in the background under a bed cover covering half his face. He doesn't look that fat. He doesn't, but... If you look at his head and look at my head, you'd put us at about the same, wouldn't it? And I know, obviously, that's not how fat works, is it? Your face doesn't grow proportionately to your body. He's just got lots of guts, He's gutsy. <laughs> Something about it being evicted, blah, blah, blah. But there's a great line in it, right? Uh, his wife, Claire, says, uh, The letter said they'd evict us on Friday unless we paid £100, which I did. It's all the money I had. And now I have nothing to set the food in my cupboards to feed my children. So wow. we've become Euro trash. <laughs> this is uh, uh, you. You know you are. You carried away with the success of your voices from the last episode. Oh, I got a bit excited there, Steve. The surname is Blackwell. It's Bakewell for a minute. <laughs> but the good news is uh, you're gonna have to beep part of that because uh, you've given her first name and their surname. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> good work. Well, it's in the newspaper with a photo of their family. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a good not point, a actually. Yeah, yeah. We're doing no more or less than Southwark News to protect their uh, identities. Thing is, Steve, do you deserve a new house if you disable yourself? Yeah, there was uh, that episode of The Simpsons, wasn't there? Where Homer... Uh, Simpsons has Homer, yeah. yeah. The fingers you have used to dial are too fat. <laughs> I should never have left you in charge. <laughs> my uh, favourite moments. And I'm not going to explain that to people. If they don't know, find the episode and watch it because it's well worth it. And what was the other story? Oh, uh, the fireworks. Yeah. I mean, it's so when you, self-explanatory. But surely, if what you buy is, a box of something... No, what it is, there, these people, they went to buy some birthday candles yeah. in Peckham, right? In, like, one, Pound of, shop or one of the non-legit shops. Maybe it was for, from that shop, Many Item... <laughs> Many, Many Item 98P+. <laughs> and you sort of go, surely most of your items, <laughs> if not all of your items. But it was just a box of fireworks, right, that said happy birthday on it. And presumably mm, right. had a picture of them on a cake. Just the thing is, if you're manufacturing it's fireworks, bizarre, why wouldn't you yeah, sell yeah. them as birthday candles? Yeah. Anyway. But then again, you get indoor fireworks. So maybe... Indoor fireworks? Oh, like in that Alan Partridge episode. Also in real life as well. <laughs> <laughs> they also exist as a thing. But yeah, they're, yeah, they're sort of obviously not uh, gunpowder based, generally. They tend to be more... Like when, because this is the thing, when you hear fireworks put on top of a cake, you just sort of think rockets, isn't it? And uh, there's been a small fire in the house afterwards. Balotelli. I didn't make a note of the headline for this one, although with a couple of the other stories, I've had to abridge the headlines. There's something you notice um, in local news, particularly on websites, where I don't know if they have sub editors or whether it's just interns or just young but it's just so badly drafted as a piece of writing okay just not you know headlines should be you know punchy and can i give you a quick headline yeah go for it right the story is uh about it's a very tragic about a grandmother who was stabbed to death by uh, a paranoid schizophrenic yeah and this was five years ago i think and he's now uh he was 17 at the time he wasn't taking any medication and he just went out of a kitchen knife and stabbed someone to death. You know, he's yep. an ill man, obviously. Yeah. It's a tragic event. Right. The headline is sick in the head. <laughs> this, this is what I'm talking about. You That's know, just not legit, is it? No. Surely, 
That's and just... I know, obviously, with the rise of the internet and blogs and whatnot, there is an argument that journalism, in inverted commas, has declined because a lot of people are, consider- are acting like journalists who aren't. But if you're working for a a newspaper that has a physical form as well and there's an editorial team, yeah. but even if there's an editorial structure in place, then surely someone's checking this before they're putting it up. But it just seems like, you know, these that things That was in just... the, um, the edit, edit, edit as part of the first page, second page. Was... The edits, are, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's the you know it's the rots at the top, isn't it? Um, so I didn't copy the headline down for this, but I can. I've done my headline, uh, which is Scout Bus Toad. Scout Bus Toad. And I did it just because I thought it'd be incoherent, and it would take you a few goes to explain it. Scout. Scout, right? Bus. Yeah. Toad. Oh, okay. essentially, so not a toad, toad as in like a no. Nice, isn't it? Um, yeah. What happened was uh, the Scout Bus was parked outside. Uh, their headquarters. It's the first New Cross Scouts. Their uh, headquarters are in Breakspears Road in Broccoli. Um, and they had the bus parked out in front. And someone just came along with a tow truck and just towed it away <laughs> and nicked it. Uh, oh, stole it? Yeah, stole it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, and the good news is there was a witness. The bad news is the guy thought it was just broken down so it was being towed away legitimately. Yeah, you would. So he didn't really pay attention. No. So the police have put out a description of the tow truck. It's a dark plane tow truck. <laughs> They've also said they have no description of suspects. So they're appealing for help. And it's like, yeah. dark plane. Don't even, you know, don't even bother. I don't even know what I mean. Don't report yeah. it. Yeah. You know, if, if you're sort of reading the police going, I just saw it towed. It was a dark yeah. plane truck. What colour was it? I don't know. Light or dark? Yeah. Dark. Dark. <laughs> Particularly showy? Not really. <laughs> Didn't have, uh, you know. say it was plain. Poppy on the front, red nose, no distinguishing features. The other end of the spectrum, in terms of uh, headlines, and this um, might be my favourite story of the lot. This is an abridged version of the headline. I've had to cut out a couple of things just so I won't lose my breath saying it. Talisa and Flowrider in Charlton Magician's video advent calendar where he dumbfounds celebs. Wow. A guy called Amy O'Brien, who is a Charlton-based uh, magician, lives in Lee Green, 27 years old. Um, here's a bit from the article. Uh, where they talk about his work. Uh, 27-year-old uh, Damien O'Brien of Lee Green recently pulled thread out of his eye in front of the president of Azerbaijan, sent hip-hop artist Akon screaming across the room and left David Beckham speechless. <laughs> this is what he does. And what he does is every year, apparently, for uh, the 24 days leading up to Christmas, from the 1st of December to the 24th, each day he puts a clip up on YouTube, which is him just doing a magic trick. Oh, with nice. a celebrity yeah it's nice I'm a it? big fan of Advent Calendar stuff I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Advent Calendar maybe you could do something for the show Steve Advent Calendar what will you do I don't know but I'll Have do something you've got yeah. a, a few days haven't you god yeah I've got <laughs> a, a day essentially but well, um, this has been going up so check from yesterday check uh, <laughs> Steve's Steve's Advent Madness on <laughs> southlandhardcore.com <laughs> but um yeah uh this guy just apparently goes around. And I did like the fact that... Um, this is one of my favourite things. I don't know if you watch a lot. I'm a big fan of uh, Sleight of Hand and uh, Yeah, I, I just... I think if it's on telly, if it's been recorded... I know what you mean. Yeah. But I think that's why it's important to have people uh, there to do the tricks. Obviously, yeah, if they're yeah. just doing tricks, cameras, points. But um, one of my favourite things in these shows, and you see it a lot uh, with... Uh, this Dynamo is another guy. He does it with footballers. Yeah, yeah, and and it's the same thing as with uh, Akon here. If you do uh, magic in front of young people, they do just run. Have you ever seen this? 
Yeah. They just run in a circle as yeah. if uh, the magic's going to get them. It's, a, it's one of my favourite things. <sighs> Almost as much as the magic itself. You start watching, is this going to be the guy who's going to run run around but then come back to the original spot holding the card and going, I can't believe what you just did. <laughs> yeah, I was on the um, South London Press website and I've done this in the last couple of uh, local news because obviously a few local news shows ago we talked about the columnists from... And they're wonderful little taglines. Of our 50 episodes, Steve, (laughs) that is my favourite ever bit. (laughs) It was an ambush, wasn't it? It was. And uh, it it just, uh, as I look on it, just in case there's a new colonist with a new tagline, uh, there isn't. And what I think I've noticed is not only there's no new colonist, I don't see any new columns. So I was just looking over what they were writing about, just in case there was anything relevant there. Um, and this is good because we can do a follow up as well because I can check to see what you remember because there's two columnists mm. who's working on to talk about see if you remember their taglines yeah go on Dominic Canty uh, I can't remember Canty question mark yes, yes he, he can, can. exclamation <laughs> mark yeah the headline of his piece don't wait until 2012 <laughs> Is that an old piece? It's quite an old piece. Uh, it's him talking about playing for Greenwich Park and just seeing them put together uh, the Olympic uh, setup. He's very excited about it. And his his thing is, his message is, don't wait until 2012, go now. He says in his piece, you know, there's 857 days to go to the Olympics Open. Oh, wow. But I'm excited about it now. And I'm like, this is on the front page, of the, front col- page. Yeah, of the columnist section. You have to go to the yeah, tab. Yeah, yeah. But still, his yeah. most recent column... Canty? No, he can't. Not for a while now. <laughs> there were two stories next to each other, Steve, on pages two and three of the Southern News that sort of had a link to the show. Okay. Now, one had the link to another, so one's got very tenuous. They just mention the us all the time, aren't they? <laughs> they don't yet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the first one was um, Henry Moore, uh, the statue in the Brandon Estate. There is currently um, got corrugated iron around it and there's 24 hour security guard and dog because the uh, Alfred Sorter statue in Cherry Garden and the Barbara Hepworth sculpture in Dulwich Park were stolen so they're sort of not sure what to do but they've currently spent 50 grand uh, securing sort of securing this Henry Moore statue what's the South London Hardcore link Steve? is there a link? yeah you won't get it <laughs> our theme tune is by Glenn Holmes aka Harlow Family Group right which is a Henry Moore sculpture oh, in Harlow. I didn't know that. Yeah. I never, I never thought of the question why it was called Harlow Family Group when it's one person, for example. Um, the other link is that the next page they were, they were saying that bell ringing is like the new like kind of in uh, exercise. You know, like you know Pilates was and Zumba yeah. and uh, boxer size, for yeah. example. Step aerobics. Yeah. yeah. Now they're saying it's uh, bell ringing. People, it's people are all over it. But yeah, with the Henry Moore. Um, they're saying it's worth about two million pounds the Henry Moore statue, um, and they've currently spent fifty grand. They're spending two grand a week on it because it's just still weeks and weeks to go where they don't really know what they're going to do with it by the sound of it. But Tower Hamlets recently sold their, I think it was a Henry Moore, but it was some kind of statue for twenty million pounds, and then spent the money on, you know, housing. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, you'd like to think. Um, and the Southwark News is currently investigating. They've asked the council for a list. They won't give one. But they're investigating what other precious art does the council own. Yeah. Right? Is there just stuff sitting in vaults that they could be flogging? And yeah, absolutely. 
Because it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because partly, like, what what business did the council um, have owning and paying for art? Well, there's an issue of, you know, it would be a shame for public art like that, Henry Moore sculpture, to be taken from a public place where people can see it and enjoy yeah. it and go in some rich person's garden and no one gets to see it. Yeah. But if it's going to cost two grand a week, then that's just not... It's not, it's not right, is no, it? No, it's not acceptable to do that. Um... When um, uh, the Barbara Hepworth statue was stolen, I was on the 176 going home from work. And there was a guy next to you. <laughs> taking up four seats with... Uh, they, they tried to charge him for it as well. With a massive semicircle. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was this lovely bit where um, uh, this, this little boy was sitting next to his mum. And uh, he was like, so where's it gone? I thought the statue's gone, mummy. Uh, and I didn't know what he was talking about. Where's it gone? She went, someone stole it. He was like, why would someone steal something like that? And she was like, people just wanted it, so they took it. And uh, it's this lovely moment where this kid uh, just looked out the window and went, it's a real shame. <laughs> he was like eight years old, and he was genuinely yeah. wistful and upset that, you know, this thing had been uh, removed. Well, you know, the real in, shame right? about it is that it was, that these things are stolen and melted down. And melt, exactly, this like, is the thing. It's, I quite like that, two forms, yeah? It's called, it's like this, this oh, yeah. semicircle with yeah, the yeah. circles in it. Um, the Barbara Hepworth are quite like the Alfred Sorter I'm not bothered about particularly it's quite good but... you see the, the Sorter one's easiest to replace like the green, in like the, the, the Sorter one was it was more significant of who it was rather than who made it okay yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah that's yeah, the thing yeah, isn't exactly, it you, yeah. I, I don't know the name of the sculptor that did the Sorter no piece. and they didn't name the sculptor and, um, and I'm sure they're a significant person it's a shame for them and whatnot. but it's less significant than Henry Moore Barbara Hepworth the other uh, thing I spotted and I didn't uh, put it down as a headline but I read it today I didn't think it was a significant story, but it ties into this quite nicely um, some metal thieves stole some wiring recently and disabled uh, telephone systems somewhere and uh, the headline was uh, metal thieves open speech marks should have their hands chopped off <laughs> for disabling and he's clearly uh, a disgruntled resident where yeah. they're like uh, Chop their hands off on it. They won't be stealing metal after that, and you're like, okay, they won't. No, but, but that's probably a bit excessive. I think the argument was by by disabling phone lines, you're endangering people's lives because if people need yeah, to emergency yeah, calls, yeah, you know the Jules Rimet trophy was melted down. Yeah, oh, is it? Yeah, you know Brazil, they were given it in 1970, the original World Cup, you know yeah. the one that Bobby Moore's holding. Yeah, um, and it was stolen, and it was never recovered, and people like it's sort of universally accepted that it was melted down. I mean, that is just that makes me so sad, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I quite like. I mean, you know, I'm not a huge fan of uh, sculpture. When was I it, do when like was it the, found? Uh, when was the the statue song? Which one? The uh, Jules Rimet statue. Oh, a long time ago. I'm not sure. So exactly. when uh, Badil and Skinner wrote Three Lions, and they sang Jules Rimet still gleaming. Yeah, in the form of someone's earrings <laughs> on someone's wrist as a Rolex. Genuinely, Steve, I think this this is my solution. Right, sell it. Yeah. Sell it. Get two million pounds for it. And just have a copy knocked up. Yeah. Like, and it's not cheap to do a massive bronze statue like that or whatever whatever metal you choose to use. But just do a, you know, do a cheap knockoff. Do it in polystyrene. Is he alive, Henry Moore? I don't think so. No, but that's fine then, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it, the, the thing is, it's just... And if someone nicks it, just put another one up. <laughs> but Steve, look, right. They say that, you know, they're sort of condemning them. It was in the editorial as well in the Southern News. They're condemning them. And then at the back they have a full page advert. All metals wanted. Mixed <laughs> iron, £140 a tonne. 
I think you know we can I mean? uh, cause an effect, isn't it? It's like the whole paper's going on about how we need affordable housing, you know, there's not enough affordable housing in the Haygate estate, you know, it needs to get affordable housing. And there's like 15 pages of estate agent stuff. <laughs> yeah, we were talking earlier about unintelligent uh, criminals, and it's, it's, a, it's a mainstay of local news, isn't it? Mm. Um, this is a pretty good one, though. Car thieves run into Bromley Police Station in... None too bright escape bid. <laughs> None too bright is a quote from the police. They put a hashtag on Twitter. So the police are uh, apparently trolling criminals now. They're just going on Twitter the next day and going, you would not believe what this moron's just done. Um, it was in, happened in Pets Woods, the actual theft, and then they, they were like being chased in the car to a Bromley, jumped out of the car and just ran into the nearest building, which was unfortunately Bromley Police Station. So they got to the front desk, the other police just followed them and went, can you arrest these two for nicking a car that's outside? Their fingerprints are all over it. It sounds bad. I mean, when you hear the ages of the two people involved, which are 14 and 17, oh, so wow. they're, yeah, they're not sure. going to be the yeah. brightest, are they? Yeah. But yeah, the idea of uh, the police having Twitter could be useful. Yeah, they're all over Twitter. But hashtag police. none too bright, you know. Don't start getting cocky, what do you think of this, Steve? Is it a postcard? Yeah, it's a wall of postcards. It's really nice, isn't it's it? good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. They're sort of... I mean, they're basically promoting it in the... Uh, Should we describe it for people who aren't in this room right now? Yeah. There's a... Uh, you know, they've got... The, it's a postcard wall. They've got a Campbell one, and they've got... Uh, I think it's a Bermondsey one as well. And they've, it's got the Chaplin and Faraday plaques on it, St. Peter's Church, Cuban Museum, East Street Market. Well, there's a sort of strip in the middle, which is a nice sort of uh, landscape shot of the skyline. Mm-hmm. And then the wall skyline. Just, uh, just the one building. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 uh, and what's this long here? Uh, the shard. Yeah, it's not in Woolworth, is it? No, but still, we see mm. you know the, the the view from Woolworth. Yeah, Paisley Park. They did. They did say they did a little bit of airbrushing, but only to take out signs and rubbish and stuff. Okay. They've sold two thousand of the Campbell ones. Five hundred of uh, Campbell Green. Uh, Woolworth, Peckham, and Brixton are the others. I should have written down there. Uh, I've thrown away the bit, Steve, where it says where we can buy them from. <laughs> <laughs> we can um, we'll dig it out and do yeah, it. Yeah, we'll put a link up, man. Yeah. But yeah, it's quite nice, isn't it? I'd like to get a postcard from Woolworth. Yeah, it's we miss you. <laughs> wish you were here. Jump on the 45. Hmm. My last story is basically a headline that just reveals something that shocks me. Forest Hills, Andy Coulson faces charges linked to alleged bribery of public officials. Who's Andy Coulson? He's the former editor of the News of the World. Oh, that guy. The former right, yeah. press officer of the Conservative he's from Party. Forest Hill, that's what He's it's... not from Forest Hill. <laughs> he's from Billericay in Essex, which explains a lot of things. <laughs> but lives in Forest Hill now. Oh, right. Think scumbags like that in South London. <laughs> Yeah, one people. of the most uh, repulsive people in public yeah. life right now. Yeah, you yeah, know, so. going to prison deservedly. Someone made a great point on Twitter today, and this will age or so somewhat. But um, they were saying uh, the shots of uh, Rebecca Brooks and Andy Coulson going into court to face charges, uh, coming out on the news at the same time as the Leveson Ports pu- uh, published, is like a montage at the end of like a thriller. <laughs> where you sort of yeah. cut between these two, you know, the, a printing press where uh, it's coming out, and then these, these two people striding up the steps, knowing they're going to face their doom. I mean, um, you know, uh, I, I'm not a big believer in prison sentences for things that aren't necessarily violent. I think if you don't, uh, you know, if you're not a threat to the public, then locking people up is just uh, a lot of cost, and you know, it's probably better to engage people 
in socially useful activities Just rather than public like flogging and then <laughs> send them on their way. But I mean, if you had to pick two people to do time in prison, you'd, you'd have Rebecca yeah, Brooks yeah. and Andy Coulson there. Oh, they're top, yeah. top of the list, isn't it? Well, pretty near the top. They're just uh, horrific uh, human beings. And it's, mm. you know, uh, hilarious, I think, that uh, they're both uh, tied so closely to uh, David Cameron. Yeah. You know, he's sharing intimate yeah. emails with uh, Brooks where they're like big mates and it's all uh, hugs and kisses and gave this guy a job. Yeah, he was like, it uh, it all, it? yeah, you hacked into or ordered the hacking of a dead girl's phone. Come and work for us yeah. and uh, direct the public image of this uh, government. It's and in a way, sick, it? It he has. It does uh, make you sick. But it's just, uh, it's just another timely reminder of the um, inherent... Uh, Immorality of, of uh, the, any conservative uh, yeah. party. Speaking of conservative, Steve. Right. Just natural segues, isn't it? Just, <laughs> just hammering this one. You're aware of the, the swarm of by-elections coming up, aren't you? Today. Is it? It's today, yeah. Oh, there's right. a lot, again, a lot of talk on Twitter about people sort of like saying, get out there and... Uh, yeah, yeah, don't vote for Stuart Milson. <laughs> uh, right, so the Suffolk News interviewed the three candidates. Yeah. Or what I presume... Are they Wolfgang Money Penny or is there any other uh, independents? <laughs> so they asked them. Uh, I think Money Penny's retired from public life. Yeah, yeah. Scandal, yeah. wasn't it? There's is a scandal. He, uh, so. He's uh, drowned, but fell off his yacht. <laughs> so they asked him about the Haygate, you know, affordable housing on the Haygate. We won't go into that because it's just a depressing subject talking about housing. Um, they asked him about Elephant Castle road safety, and they also said, uh, "What do you think is the biggest issue facing?" East Warworth, right? So Stuart Milson, the Conservative guy, he lives in East Dulwich, right? He's only been in London for two years, right? And he seems to think that the biggest problem is uh, the people becoming isolated in terms of transport in the East of Warworth because there's no train station for a mile, right? That'd be it, people have got buses going past their house. I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah. you can't move for buses in East Warworth. A guy, if he's ever been there, you know, I'd be surprised. Right, the Labour woman says uh, something about police cuts. And Dr. Ben Johnson, the Liberal Democrats guy, who's lived in the borough the longest, six years. <laughs> uh, Veteran. Street cleaning, he seems to think is a big issue. Now, what do you, Steve, think is the uh, biggest issue facing uh, the residents of East Woolworth? It is housing, isn't it? It's the lack of social housing. Yeah, the trouble is, because he asked them that in the first question, I think he, they were trying to say, don't, you know, okay. they were trying to move away from that. I would say there's not really. There's not enough places to get like a decent coffee, especially late. <laughs> is there? Um, yeah, you know, like after this is trouble with London. Isn't it? After about, if you want to get like a coffee after about ten o'clock at night, or even after about seven o'clock, it's very difficult. And I the think... residents of East Woolworth, as a as a former resident of Central Woolworth, you know. <laughs> also, Stephen, do a quick shout out to Carl Rossini in uh, Ankara, Turkey, who sent us a lovely email, didn't he? That's right, yeah, yeah. So thanks for listening, Carl. We're glad, you know, we've got listeners, reaching out listeners all over the world. Yeah. You know, just, just in London and Turkey. 